As Lauren readied herself to leave the office for the evening, she prepared a short list of items she needed at the local Placerville Food and More. She opened her purse and popped a Xanax tablet into her mouth, maneuvering it with her tongue to the back of her throat and forcing it down with a few gulps from the water fountain. She hated having to rely on medication, but it helped her avoid the extreme anxiety she sometimes felt in open public places. Michael understood and, as a result, always did the grocery shopping. Walking into the market and feeling totally lost only made her miss him more. Food and more was packed with shoppers who had stopped in after work on their way home for dinner. Lauren stood in line, fidgeting, keeping her eyes low and away from those around her. She dabbed at her brow with the back of her left hand. The Xanax should be taking effect soon, she told herself. In the meantime, she had to take her mind off her escalating apprehension before it became incapacitating. She fixed her gaze on the checkout magazine rack, where the cover of the latest issue of Time grabbed her attention. The large photo showed a haggard young woman, whom the caption identified as Brittany Harding, with the bold headline, False Accusations or Not. Lauren picked up the magazine and thumbed to the article. She recalled this case dominating the local headlines a year or two ago. A prominent surgeon had been arrested for murder, yet it turned out that a psychotic acquaintance of his had actually committed the crime and framed him for it. Lauren remembered the case well because she had once referred a patient to the surgeon, Dr. Philip Madison. Though her patient's prior orthopedist had diagnosed psychogenic pain, commonly known as it's all in your head, Lauren felt her patient required a more comprehensive workup. She made the referral, and Madison discovered a spinal tumor which he deftly removed two days later. She was glad to read that Harding's appeal had been denied. Madison was a good physician. Damn shame about that, wasn't it? Lauren looked up and noticed that the elderly woman in front of her was looking at the photo spread of Brittany Harding and Philip Madison. I remember when that happened, the woman continued. It's the lawyers. They're the problem. Lauren looked at her but did not respond. She closed the issue of time and put it back on the stand. With Michael gone, she knew she would not be in the mood to do any reading. Just then, a man in the adjacent aisle was opening a register. I'll take the next person in line. Lauren moved her cart over, and the checker began to scan her items as a young female bagger popped open a plastic sack. "'Chilly out there tonight, isn't it?' the man asked. Lauren forced herself to look at him, nodded, then looked away. Her heart began pounding, and she could feel a drop of perspiration course down her spine. "'Cash, check, or cash?' Lauren handed him a twenty, avoiding eye contact, and pocketed the change." Need help with that bet? I've got it, Lauren said, scooping up the sack and heading away from the mass of people. Have a nice day, the man called after her. Lauren's agoraphobia had begun four years ago when her attempt at running her own practice had come to a screeching halt. A friend of hers, another psychologist who had moved to Placerville, California, several years earlier, had suggested the two of them form a partnership and go into practice together. Wanting desperately to get out from under the rigors of institutional care, Lauren had jumped at the idea. 
Two years later, with their practice growing slower than anticipated, Lauren's partner announced she had purchased a thriving practice from a retiring psychologist. She informed Lauren she was dissolving their agreement and that, effective immediately, she was taking the staff and her patients with her. With a decimated practice, the next three months proved devastating for Lauren. Now, as she drove her car, she thought of the day Michael had sat her down and helped her see what had to be done. You've given it everything you have, honey, Michael had told her, but things are out of control. We need to make a change. Close the practice? Lauren asked, fidgeting with her gold necklace, trying to maintain control. What's left of it, yes. The lease is coming due in five weeks. I just don't see things turning around overnight. He stroked her hair. I know this is not what...